What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rough Cut Sportscast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, alongside your boy, A.J. Johnson. What's up, buddy? How's it going? It's a weird hump day, man. Just sitting here this crazy Wednesday. <laughs> Just like it has, I feel like I got up, got to the top of the hump, and I'm just sitting there. You're just like, sitting, you're just like waiting for your demise. Like you're waiting for, is it, is it, are you waiting for your demise or are you waiting for like, are, do you have another hump to go over? What, what's, what's your week going like? What's see, it been and like? And what's there's, it- there's, there's two, there's two options here. I can let the momentum drag me downhill or I could plant a flag and stay on the top. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. I like that analogy. I've never really heard that as, uh, I've never really heard oh, that. That's because I just made it up on my head, like right <laughs> on the spot. You know? You're a wizard. This guy with his words and stuff. I guess that's why you're. I guess that's why you're a host of a show here, using your words and and whatnots and stuff and and all that good stuff. So, how you ever is, feel? You ever feel like it's amazing how when we're doing this sports thing, we're in our we're in our comfortable area, we're in our zone. You know, words aren't that hard, but no. when you're just talking out and about, like it's sometimes it's so hard to get out anything or to say it right. It kind of blows my mind. Like, get on camera, turn the camera on. I see that little red light and. Boom! Ready. Dude, I feel. It. I feel the same. I feel the same way. I'm literally like, whenever someone at work asks me about sports, I'm trying to like dumb it down for them and explain it to them, <laughs> and just like I find it really hard to talk sports with people who are not sports guys. And then even when I'm talking sports with sports guys, like I feel like I never get my point across. Like you said, like when we're here, man, we're yeah. buzzing, we're buzzing, we're Jones, and we're rolling yeah. here, we're rolling. But, yeah. Well, there's so many, there's so many different like little key pieces you want to hit on, and then once the other person gets going, you're like, oh man, I had something that would have crushed that. I forgot to say it. Like, yeah, for sure, all the time. Yeah, exactly. We've got a great show ahead of us, though, folks. We are talking the good, the bad, and the rough around the sports world this past week. We, oh man, I'm I'm so excited for that. Coming up the rest of the week, we of course have our fun and games Friday and tomorrow's show. We're talking college football and getting you ready for those New Year's Six bowl games. But today, today on today's show, we are talking the rough, the good, the bad, and the rough. AJ, before we get into that, tell them where they can find us. Where can they? If they're on the hunt, they're on the hunt right now. They're going through the woods. They're traveling. They're passing through. They're on that treasure tre- their tre- treasure hunt. Let them know where they find that gold. <laughs> that was <First>. that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them where they can find us, man. I gotta. I can't do this anymore, man. I can't. I'm not good with my words like you. I just did this whole thing about how when that camera's on, our words are great. <laughs> we we just quick with it. Everything comes out smooth. And hey, your words were not great. Wow. You should have said your words are great. My words are not great. Tell them where they can find us at, buddy. Uh, yeah. So first, if they're in the woods and they're looking for that treasure chest, well, hopefully they come upon a computer or a tablet or a phone because. You're going to need to stop looking for the treasure <laughs> to find us. 
on social media. That, but that was the joke. We are the treasure, man. We are supposed to be the treasure. You can't get to the treasure in the woods. There's, first off, there's horrible reception in the woods. <laughs> and you need, unless you got that unlimited data plan, and all, you might need Wi-Fi to find us. Oh, man. You just, I can't. I can't with you, man. You you have literally taken a dagger right through my my uh, my metaphor here of, of finding gold, which is us. Tell them where they can find us that man though let them know they can find us you get on that facebook you know where to find us at the rough cut sports i hear a lot of you guys are twitter fans our twitter is buzzing day in and day out thanks to the one and only bailey Reichert. Reichert. you look at you not even knowing our employees names <laughs> i know his name it's about the it's about the pronunciation it's about the way you the way they go about how their name said special shout way, out to him at twitter at the rough cut underscore sports. And then you got to love our Instagrams where we go live on Sunday mornings, talk about the football games at hand, uh, you know, a little bit of fun DFS games. Honestly, we can keep that going, by the way. You know, there's still playoff DFS games. We can do a best oh, out of 10 or 12. You don't got to end the day. Are you um, saying that because you, you need can a... find, You can check that out. Are, are you, you saying that because that you need a rematch? The rough cut sports cast on Instagram. Are... And, of course, I need a rematch. Is... I need bunches of rematches. Like, Look, see, here's the thing. In our daily fantasy, I, I kind of phoned it in because I've been playing for championships. Get in fantasy, out of here. And you, yeah. you've had nothing else to keep your, hey, your time occupied. I am in a championship, okay? I am in a championship, and I had $50 on the line here, buddy, and I won. Not only did I win the $50, I'm still in it in the championship game, and I was able to beat you. Although you're now making excuses, so I guess we have to continue this. We have to continue this, and hopefully I get you on a good day where you actually want to try. I mean, hopefully wow. that's next week. I guess you're going to have to tune into our Instagram to see if AJ's actually, quote, actually trying. <laughs> but I got to ask you, though. I got to pull the, cur the curtain back because that's what we do here. Do you have our socials like written down on a piece of paper by you, or you just remember it by heart? Um, I did have them written down the first couple of times. And then I was like, I think I messed <laughs> up one time. And I was like, I can't do that ever again. So I got them on memory now, my, man. They're, they're right in the bank. My memory is so shot. Like I could not, I definitely could not remember that, but definitely check us out on all of our social medias. And Hey, you're listening to us right now. You're listening to us on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Wherever you are listening to us, go right now. As you're listening, go write a review. Yeah. Go write that five-star review for the five-star content that you are getting from this show. Let us know what you think of the show so we can we can even take it to a higher level because there's always a higher level for us, and we're going to continue reaching that. Let us know what you think of the show so we can make it better. And last but not least, before we get into our segment, man, thank you guys so much for supporting this show. I feel like we don't say it enough. I feel right. like we can't say it enough. The support has been fantastic so far, and it's only going to get better. We appreciate it so much. AJ, let's get into it, though, buddy. Let's get yeah. into the good, the bad, and the rough. We're starting off with you, buddy. What is good in this world of sports this past week? Well, if we're going to start with me and all the things that are good, your boy, A.J. Johnson, once again, another year, is a fantasy football champion. And, and, and this one means a little more to me. 
this one means a little more to me for a couple reasons. First off, I should have been a three-time champion this year. I, I slipped up in one week, and you know we weren't. I wasn't paying attention. I left Chris Carson in against the Washington defense, who you know that I've been on their back and talking about how good they are for weeks now. Um, I left Chris Carson in against them. I left Salvin Ahmed on my bench, and I, I lost. I lost in the league where blew I usually it. had the best team. And then I found out that league was winner take all. Ooh, hurtful. We don't talk about that. <laughs> and then another league, Christian McCaffrey screwed me. I mean, if he had got me, if he had played week one of the playoffs, I would have won the championship. Like, if the week he was there was like week one of the championship, everybody else ought to beat. Unfortunately, it didn't go down that way. Um, and then, but this one, this, this league that I won today, <laughs> I've been saying to you, it was like the BCS era because this is the first league that I ever joined fantasy football. I've been in this league about 10 years. I've won it, I think, once, maybe twice, something of that nature. But this year, we hit reset on our keepers. Like, my whole team is gone after this, and I have to start over from scratch. You know, I'm, I'm assuming we'll lose some people in the league. I'm assuming some rules will change heavy. You're, you're making but that I transition. Got, I got that final championship. And I wasn't even going to make the playoffs. I almost didn't make the playoffs. I eked in the back door as a sixth seed and scored 200 points week one, 199 points week two. And then this week in the actual fantasy championships, football was on a little low spot. It was one of the lowest scoring games we had. It was uh, 137 to 128. I had Tyler Bass, a kicker on Monday night. And he didn't let me down. I was scared. I thought we might be – I thought he might have lost me some points. I was only at my four going into Monday, but he pulled it out for me. It was great. It was great. <laughs> so you're riding high right now. You're riding high. I actually just yes, got sir. back into fantasy football after my heartbreak. I was able to lock up the $50 that I said I was going to be chasing after, after I lost out. I was two points – I'm going to remind everybody. I was two points away from $450, okay? Two points away separated me from $450 to $50. But hey, I'm happy. I want my money back. I have my You're good, happy. though. Yeah, I'm, 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 I shouldn't say I'm happy. I'm content. I'm content You're right content. now. I am content, and I'll just leave it at that, okay? I will leave it at that. But I actually have a question for you before I get into my good, and this can be a complete sidebar here. This can be a complete sidebar. All right. I've got a fantasy football question for you. You are in a league. Say you're in a league with a bunch of people, ten team league, and you're throughout the season. You're offering trades to people throughout pretty much all season long. You're just sending out offers, getting feelers, stuff like that. Some of these trades right. are not great trades for for the other team. If they don't respond, are they bad league mates? Okay. Do you mean respond by at least hitting accept decline. or decline, yes. or respond as in talk to you? No, just accept or decline. Yeah, yeah, that you are. You should never just let a trade linger there. I get some people say that ghosting is a way of giving someone an answer. It's not. It's a way of avoidance, and I hate it. Even you if it's a bad deal, even if it's like say it's Josh Allen for it's say it's like Alvin Kamara for like uh, DJ Moore. Even if it was a crappy trade like that, you'd still decline it. You would still. I mean... Are you a bad <laughs> league mate for leaving that on? On red, basically. 
if it's a bad move like that, I'm more inclined to reply because I want to tell you how crappy your trade offers are. Like for real, yeah, absolutely. You should always, always at least thank you. If you don't like to trade, hate it all you want in your own room, but hit the but decline be button. active, decline. There is so much more yeah. to a league than just thank you. Okay, I just wanted me. I wanted to get that clear. I just wanted to clear that up. Make sure I got. I wasn't the only one that thought this. I'm gonna go into my good though, and I'm going into. All right, I'm ready. I'm going into the Heisman. My good is actually Ooh. the Heisman race. They announced the 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 finalists this past weekend. As, all along our break, they announced Trevor Lawrence, Mac jo- my boy Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, mm. and the guy who is now the odds-on favorite to win, wide receiver from the Alabama Crimson Tide, Devontae Smith. That is the four Heisman candidates, and I am this. I love this. I love obviously because I'm a Bama fan. I love the fact that. Three of the five, three of the five top vote getters were from the University of Alabama. Um, but I'm happy to see that the odds-on favorite right now is Devonte Smith, the guy who actually deserves it. I'm so excited about this man, Mac Jones. Obviously, he he is rightfully so in that race. Kyle Trask, as much as I hated him, hated on him this season, he deserves it. And the future first overall pick by the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, is there just to be there, just to give our, us Jags fans an, another – excuse me, I'm just getting so hyped on this. It gives us Jags fans another beautiful look at his face on our TVs before he's putting on that Jags jersey at the draft, shaking Roger Goodell's hand and saying, I'm proud to be a Jacksonville Jaguar. But no, the good man is the Heisman race. I'm so excited to find out who's going to win. So excited to see Devontae Smith being the guy who's the odds on favorite, rightfully so. Yeah. It's what we, it's what we've been talking about, man. It's what it's what we've been talking about. I'm with you. And 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 props props to you. You've been talking about Devontae Smith needing to be in that conversation. And you know, though I agree with you, I didn't hype it up as much as you did. And he he does. He the way he's played game in and game out. To have not at least made him a finalist, no matter how it turns out, to not have at least made him a finalist would have been a travesty. So I agree with you on that. I'm happy. I'm happy that he's there too. It'd be cool to have a wide receiver get this, which it's been so long since they have. And then also, props to your Jacksonville Jaguars making history and uh, and assign the first female to play quarterback in the NFL football league. Exu- that hair, uh, sunshine, uh, um, sunshine. Um, excuse me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just ha- I'm just happy you're not saying it's going to be Justin Fields anymore, okay? I was I was getting a little tired of hearing you say that Justin Fields is going to be the guy, which I don't appreciate. I never appreciated it. But now now we know. Beat the joke with the head. Now, we, the head, you know? now <laughs> we know Trevor Lawrence, his destination is going to be Jacksonville. Unless he decides to come back, which would definitely be the most Jags thing. But let's move on here, buddy. What is the bad from this previous week? The bad. The bad from this previous week. Do you remember? Do you remember? A couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, we had the NBA draft show. Yep. That we did. And there was a guy that I told you had all the talent in the world, and he could be the number one pick. From a talent perspective, he could be the best player in the draft. Yeah. You remember what his name was? Oh. It's cool. I got you. 
It's Lamelo a, Ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lamelo that guy. Ball. That guy. Oh, I actually thought it was. From I a, thought I thought it was the other guy. I thought I actually thought you were James talking Wiseman. about James Wiseman, that guy who ended up yes. going to the Warriors, right? Golden State Warriors. See, there you go. All right, all right, all right. My Knicks beat the Bucks yeah. the other night, and, I, and now this. So I'm, yeah. I'm on a I'm on a yeah, basketball roll here. There you are. Yeah, James Wiseman, I think, will be the best player out of this draft. But from a talent perspective, Lamella Ball checks all the boxes, and the bad from this week was Lamelo Ball's debut. It, now, I'll, I'll say this. They have a very strong point guard and shooting guard room in Charlotte. Strong to the point where he's not just going to be the outright starter. So he only played about 16 or 17 minutes in the game, but he went 0 for 5. Oof. Didn't get a bucket in his NBA debut. Oof. And, I mean, there's two things you dream about as a basketball player when you're young. Getting to the league. And getting that first bucket. So to play a full game and not even see the ball go in. I have a I have a question for you here regarding Lamelo Ball and his so, so the way and I compare this to hockey because obviously it's what I know best. In the NHL last season in particular, the number one overall pick ended up being Jack Hughes. He went to the New Jersey Devils. The second overall pick went to the New York Rangers, and we selected Capo Caco. And Jack Hughes was very undersized. He still had a lot more developing to go. Is that what it is with with Lamelo Ball? Does he is he undersized and have a little bit more developing to do? He's actually not undersized. Oh, okay. Here's the thing: his his position, the point guard position, is usually played by a smaller player, someone in the six foot to six three range. Now, as time's gone by. You know, you might find your 6'4", 6'5", guy, and some very special people have people like a LeBron James who's 6'7", but are so great with handling the ball, now they outsize everybody. You know, they've kind of lost a whole matchup game. Lamelo Ball is 6'7", 6'8", and he's not even done growing. He might end up being a 6'9", type of guy. Got it. But he's also played professionally. He's played professionally overseas. And while that's not the same as the NBA, the NBA is a whole other level of professional players. Having that experience, though, and playing against grown men for so long, to not get a bucket yeah. on your NBA debut. So he doesn't. He doesn't that, have. You know, he doesn't have the the talk around him saying he needs time to develop. He should be. He should be lighting yeah. it up from day. Not not maybe not necessarily lighting it up, but he should be a producer from day one at the NBA level because yeah. of his experience and because of his got it. Okay, that's what I was just trying to make sure yeah. and see here now, with this. He got there his second his second game. He scored thirteen points in the game, you know. And after he got his first, you know, his first bucket actually came on a free throw, which you know for a rookie you don't count that as your first bucket. You know, he he it's his first point. It's not his first bucket. Got he got it, his first got bucket it. a little bit later. And got rolling. Do they keep after the ball? That, hit a deep three and. Do they keep the ball after I'm that? I'm sure it's... he's gonna keep the ball. Okay, got it, got um, it, got it. A draft prospect as high as he was, he'll probably get that game ball. Got it, got it. Okay, I see, I see, I see. Lamelo Ball is gonna get the game. But I'm not terrible puns. Oh as terrible gosh. puns aside here, <laughs> terrible puns aside, I'm gonna take oh over my here. Gosh. I guess it's a good segue. A bad pun, and now my bad pick. It's Russell Wilson here, <laughs> and you and I didn't talk about this. Yeah, yeah, he's, you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, my you. bad pick, you. though, you and I didn't discuss this before the show. It's Russell Wilson here. That is my bad. Second half of the season, Russell Wilson is my bad. And it's not even the fact that he's performing on the field at a terrible level. 
It's that he's performing on the field at an average level. And everyone is so quick to say, oh, Russell Wilson deserves at least one MVP vote throughout his career. No. No. If you actually – no. It, don't look – don't even give me that face. Don't even give me that face. Because if you look back – if you look back – what? 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 Not – no. That wasn't actually a whole – that was a question. Not even one MVP vote over his career. Not even one. If, if you look back, okay, if you look back at Russell Wilson's seasons, he always, he for the past at least three seasons from what I did my research on, for the past three seasons, this season, last season, the season before, second half of the season, Russell Wilson is average at best, okay? It's average at best. He does not perform well in the second half of the season. I shouldn't say he doesn't perform well. He does not play at an MVP level in the second half of the season. Let's look at this season, for example. Last night, or the other night against the Rams, 225 yards, one touchdown. That's it. That's pretty average, isn't it? That's it's... Against the number one defense in the league? Okay. Go on. Washington last week. Washington's a good defense, but 121 yards, one touchdown, one interception. That's not really that good. Against the New York Jets. Not- against the New York Jets, he came out and had a four-touchdown game against the New York Jets. Ooh, against the New York Jets. Against the good defense in <laughs> the Giants. Me. Excuse me, sir. The Jets are on a two-game win streak, okay? Hey, so, unbelievable. watch your mouth. <laughs> un- un- unbelievable. But against the Giants, 263-1-1. One one. That's not – these numbers aren't, like – they're not that great. And last season, last season's the same thing. After week 11, you have a game against Minnesota, 240 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. These games are just not that special to me. The game after that, 245, no touchdowns, one interception. Second half of the season, Russell Wilson is not that good, and it's starting to show again this season, and even to take it further at a fantasy football level. Do not draft Russell Wilson. Do not draft Russell Wilson high. Don't draft him high because he's just going to end up disappointing you after week 11, and you're going to be upset. Unless you plan on streaming quarterbacks after that, don't draft Russell Wilson. So you, you, you draft him, and then you trade him at the deadline. Get those first couple of weeks where he's going to go off for you because, as you said, that's what he's doing. I'll say this. I do agree that in the second half of most seasons, it does seem that Russell Wilson kind of tames down. But here's the thing, except for this year so far, because of the injuries, by the second half of the season, Pete Carroll changes to an all-run team. Like, you remember last year, they had three running backs that were in the mix game in and game out. They run the ball heavier than just about any other team in the second half of the season. I don't understand why they don't do it the other way around, because if you can lean on your running backs that way and then let Russ cook in the second half, Talk about trying to stop an offense that you prepared to run for, and now they're throwing it all over the field. When you have a Tyler Lockett, a speedy kid like that, when you have a DK Metcalf, the beast that he is, the fact that Russell isn't able to put these number ups, these numbers up is quite baffling to me, and I give you that, but I can't go as far as to say he hasn't deserved one oh. MVP vote. Uh, okay, well, look, look at it this way. You brought up the running game last the, the on Sunday when they played the Rams. 16 carries for Chris Car- 16 carries for Chris Carson, 3 carries for Rashad Penny and 2 carries for Carlos Hyde. That's not run heavy. That's what? Nine, that's 21 carries. That's 21 carries in a game. Is that really run heavy? Yeah, but they the, I mean the Rams were kind of controlling the ball as well. Like it wasn't, you know, they they were playing a possession game. I mean, that happens. Like you, you want to have the ball more times than that if you can. I'm sure I'm sure you would have seen a, a bunch of different tote numbers for Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde. But 
that wasn't the case. Okay, Washington. Washington, you'd say their rush, their run defense is better than their pass defense, right? You'd say that that, that it's easier to pass on Washington's defense than run, right? Slightly, but fair? yes. 15 carries, two carries, two carries, and one carry for the Seattle Seahawks that game. That's it. That's it. It's not. They're not changing anything. And this is what happens every season with Russell Wilson. It happened last year. It's happening again this season. It happened in 2018. Second half, Russell Wilson is not that good. And he starts off hot. He starts off great. And at the end of the season, his numbers don't look bad. His numbers don't look bad at the end of the season. But it's that second half so, that that loses it. So what do you think? What do you think the issue is? What do you think happens? What changes? Is this Honestly, just an off switch? Uh, no, I don't think it's an off switch. I think it's the Seattle Seahawks kind of backing off of the gas pedal because, I mean, realistically, think about the division. San Francisco, th- this year and last year, real- realistically, uh, actually, I should just say this season. This season, realistically, you have every team in that division is a playoff type team. Last season, it wasn't like that. Last season, it was just the 49ers and the Seahawks. Arizona wasn't there yet. The Rams were terrible. So the past few seasons, the Seahawks have basically had a playoff spot booked up at the middle at the midpoint of the season. Mm. No, uh, no, it's not that. It's just like I mean, see, to me, that argument makes sense for a last year. It doesn't for this year. They haven't had the chance to back off the teams they've seen and the performances they've put up. How can you justify backing off? Well, that's what... especially knowing what you've seen, having to do that double head to head against Arizona and being losing it on the first time knowing what you had to do and show up the second time, seeing the defense of the Rams get back to what they were like in the Super Bowl seasons, you don't they didn't have the luxury to back off. So I don't understand how they would take their feet off the gas pedal in a season like this. I would agree. I, I would definitely agree. And I, I just don't have – the thing is, is maybe it's just second half Pete Carroll. Maybe it isn't on Russell Wilson. Maybe it's just second half of the season Pete Carroll that just doesn't know how to – I mean – Maybe he just doesn't know how to finish off a season. I don't know. Either way, the bad is second half Russell Wilson. I'm okay with him not receiving a single MVP vote because of that. I'm okay with it this season. He really – and you know me. I have personal ties to Russell Wilson right now. I had him on three of my fantasy teams. And, we, and, so. and that's the thing. We had we – had, you and I had a discussion here, and both of us look like complete idiots with this one. We had a discussion in the, at the midpoint of the season where we were like, Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson for the MVP, and we both took sides, and now neither of them are in the spot, are in the top three, I would say, for MVP. Just saying. Yeah, but we were reacting to what we were seeing, just that, like many other people were. They were putting up ridiculously amazing offensive numbers, and as the season wears on, it, they've dipped. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would week say week seven, week eight, week nine, let's talk about it. Week 15, 16. No, they're not in my conversation for MVP. I guess you could say that those takes were a little rough, you say? Terrible puns. Terrible puns. How about how about this? How about this one? Do I get at least a rim shot? Is that is that a is that a thing? Is that a thing? Let's get into it though. It is time for the rough. The rough of the week, basically, is what we're gonna call it. We're just calling it the rough of the week. AJ, what was rough from this past week? Oh, what was rough from this past week? I'm still on my basketball kick. You know how excited I am that basketball's back. Get to see basketball every day. Talk about basketball. Hear about basketball. That that's my Christmas bells. Here was <laughs> what was rough about this week: the loss 
Angeles Clippers. That's right. Uh-oh. They got the cyborg, Kawhi Leonard. They got the two years removed finalist MVP in Paul George. They got the squad that's supposed to take it away from the Lakers. And yet, they came into the game on Sunday against the Dallas Mavericks, who were 0-2 and lost by 51 points. That's a, that's a lot. I have to, that's a, that's 51 a lot. 51 points in a basketball game. For, for those casual fans of basketball, a bucket inside the arc is two points. A bucket outside the arc is three points. <laughs> oh, you know, this they is news to me. By, they lost by 51 points. They were down by 50 at the half. Now, I know some people are like, well, Kawhi Leonard was good. Kawhi Leonard was out. I don't care about that. Kawhi Leonard was not the difference. And you losing by 51 points. There's there. I know it's early in the season. I know that was game three. I'm not like overreacting to the outlook of their season, but I think I'm accurately reacting to the outcome of a game like that. When you were talking about vying for some of the top seeds in the West, you can't do it. There's no excuse for it. And now they have to, they have a lot to answer about their talent and their so-called chemistry that they were getting back. That was rough to know. That was rough to watch. It did help me win my fantasy on basketball that way. (laughs) Poor guys. I mean, real quick, and I'll, I'll let it back. They, the Mavericks, were shooting 58% from the field while the Clippers were shooting 24% from the field. The Mavericks were shooting 45% from three-point land while the Clippers were shooting 5.3% from three-point line. One for 19. That's not good, Bob. I get an off night, but good. as a team? That's not good. I might not know basketball, but that, that, that doesn't sound good to me. That doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> That's, uh, it's horrible. I, that, all the numbers. Oh, my gosh. I could just go for days on that, but I don't need to. They lost by 51. The fact that I'm here talking about it, wasting it, my time, wasting my breath on them. Is it early season <laughs> rust? It is it rust? I don't want to say it is, and here's the reason why. If you remember, it wasn't that long ago that the season last season ended. You know, we're talking yeah. about a month and a half, month or two. And, I mean, everyone's and they got – Everyone's playing under these conditions, so it's like it's not right. It's not. Right. It's not just the Clippers that are playing under this condition. And, and if you're these type of guys, you know they normally spend the off season. They'll take that first month and yes, they vacation with the family. They go and they relax. They do the thing. But the last two months, they're finding ways to play ball. They're finding ways to train. So this month, they may not have got that vacation, but I guarantee you, they were finding ways to ball. And so to come in to the to the off to the new season. And start that way. They were two and zero, oh. so sure they may have had an off day, but to have an off day that's as an a, entire team—that's a real off day, look. man. That is a yeah. real rough day, man. That's not that's not good, man. That's not good. It's not a good look. It's not good. You know what else is not a good look? What's your rough though? I was about to say. You know what else is not a good look? Dwayne Haskins getting cut Ooh. by the Washington Football Team. That's not a good look. And I'll and I'll go as far as this. Me and me and a certain analyst from the ESPN world. I do not see eye to eye with said analyst. Me and Stephen A. Smith, we don't get along, okay? <laughs> we don't get along. I'm not a big fan of his. He's not a big fan of mine, okay? Not yet, at least. <laughs> he posted today. He posted today talking about the Dwayne Haskins thing, and I actually agreed with him. That's how crazy this entire thing is. So basically, Stephen A. Smith came out and said, 
You know how bad you have to be as a player and a person to be a first-round pick and still get released inside of two years? This has bad attitude written all over it, not being mature enough, not working hard enough. Why else would Washington let him go right now inside of two yeah. years? That, I couldn't agree more with the man. I've been saying Dwayne yeah. Haskins hasn't been the guy for Washington since the beginning. I was never a fan of his at Ohio State. It's good to be right, but this is real mm -hmm. rough, man. You can't be a first-round pick and get cut two years in. You know how hard right. and you know how how attached NFL teams are to their first-round picks. Mitchell Trubisky, Blake Bortles, these guys, the, these teams are anchored by these quarterbacks for at least four years. At least. So for Dwayne Haskins to be so bad – that he gets cut after two years, that they're willing to admit yeah. failure on this after two years. And props to Washington here. Props to them for not being anchored by this situation, not being tied to a mistake and saying, okay, let's let's keep trying to push this and, and, and try and prove ourselves right here. Props to Washington for admitting it and cutting ties and moving on. But really, this, Dwayne Haskins, this is rough, man. This almost makes the Giants pick of Daniel Jones look good. That's what that's what Stephen A said. Stephen A was not a fan of uh. picking Haskins or picking Daniel Jones over Haskins. And this is one thing I'm I'm actually happy about with him. He actually admitted in the post that he was wrong because he was on the Haskins yeah. side. And yeah. I mean the Giants it, uh, <laughs> it to me, you, you know, it just seems like one too many things that they just don't want to deal with anymore. Missing snaps to take selfies with the fans in the stadiums last year. You know, the whole strip club incident. That was the second time he broke COVID measures in about three months. I mean, he had a friend come to the hotel and stayed in a room and stayed with him. Got fined for that a couple months ago. I mean, you're supposed to be a leader on a team that's starting a new era, a new generation, and nobody can look to you for any leadership. It's. I mean, I, I, I wish him the best. I hope that he really does mean what he said in his tweet, that he takes this to the heart and he's going to learn from it and be a better person and a better player because you're too young and you can't have a bright future. You have to really want it. It's not enough to get to the NFL. That was only a part of the dream. The dream is nowhere near complete. And if you don't start working your tail off right now, this moment, week 17 alone, you're never. You're gonna be out of the NFL. You're gonna be washed up, and no one's gonna remember you. Yeah, and you play the most important position in football. If you can be even slightly good, I mean, we saw Chase Daniel come in for in relief of Matt Stafford this past weekend, and he was absolutely terrible. We saw Nathan Peterman right. actually play football. So I mean, this. I mean, yeah. you can easily get yourself <laughs> back in this if you put the work into it. And right now, Dwayne Haskins is doing something wrong. Clearly, I don't want to go out and, as far as say he's not putting in the work. I don't know his training. Schedule. I don't know what he's doing off the field. I don't know any of that. I don't want to claim that I know any of that. But right now, something is happening with Dwayne Haskins to where this team is cutting ties with a major investment. A major investment. And don't don't come yeah. at me with the whole Washington. The Washington football team is a terrible organization. They mishandled him. They put him in too early. This and that. No. Yeah. This is this goes well beyond that. This goes well beyond the fact that they. This guy is not able to even beat out injured Alex Smith or whatever the Heineke guy. There's no way. Taylor Hickey. <laughs> that guy. That guy, man. Come on. Yeah. Come on, man. And let me let me say something to the bad organization thing. Honestly, 
this is not the same organization that everyone remembers as a Washington football team being a bad organization. They have taken steps to get away from that. They let Bruce Allen go, and a lot of people would agree that was a big reason for it was their vice president, Bruce Allen. Honestly, this move tells me they're in the right direction of becoming a better organization. Having the stones to cut ties with the first round 15th overall pick who plays quarterback, who was supposed to shepherd your team to a new era. Having the foresight to bring in backups like Kyle Allen and Alex Smith and make the choice to really show a guy who's not doing what he should be doing on any level as far as the Washington football team was concerned and saying, hey, we wish you the best. Go do it somewhere else. So, like you said, I give you props. Props to Washington. I hope they keep making smart decisions. Hopefully they're not all of this variety, you know, but hey, you, you got maybe Alex Smith has at least another year or two in him so that you can try again with a new quarterback and bring him along the right way. Go get yourself a Zach Wilson. Go get yourself a Trey Lance, something of that nature, depending on which route you want your QB to look like back there and which way you want to take this team. But Dwayne Haskins, unfortunately, wasn't it. And his time has come to an end. Yeah, a little uh, little prediction time. I'm. I think it's going to be Kyle Trask. I think they end up going Kyle Trask's route. Now the Jags have the first overall pick, man. I'm excited. I'm going to start pumping out some mock drafts in a little bit, man. I'm going to be. Yeah. It's going to be mock draft time. We're going to talk some draft. I, oh man, stay. You're not going to want to miss it, folks. You are not going to want to miss it. As we wrap things up, AJ, do you have any final words? Seminoles got robbed. They should have had a New York's a New Year's Six Bowl, uh, but it's cool. I see how y'all treat people in bowl games. It's all good. <laughs> uh, uh, um, excuse me, sir, sir, you, sir, sir. Uh, we want Bama. Uh, we want Bama. I mean, I'd love to play you guys in the national championship. I mean, that'd be great. We could we can make yeah, this happen like if Bama you fan. want. I mean, either way, we're we gonna. Can't. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm okay with it if we can make this happen. Then let's make it happen. Bama, FSU, this year for a national title. Done deal. It's in the books. It's in the books. <laughs> I like it. Book. I like where this is going. Yeah, you guys going to be real sad when y'all lose a two and six Florida State. <laughs> Three and six. Three and six. Three and six. Three and six. I, 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 that, that'd be uh, – I would go into hiding if that, if that were to end up happening. <laughs> Stay tuned, though, folks. Tomorrow we have college football talk. We're talking the playoffs. We're talking New Year's Six. You're not going to want to miss it. For the man, your boy, A.J. Johnson, I am the one and only Vinny Milani. Adios, turd nuggets. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>